two, three, fuck it. Welcome back to another episode of the Whatever You Want to Call a Podcast with your host, with your boy, Marquise Nahez. Today's episode, sorry you guys, uh, I apologize for uh, doing this podcast a little late. I said I was going to be done by six, but I'm sorry, I apologize, y'all. That's my bad. That's really my bad. I was cause The reason why I, was, I took so long, that's because, of course, um, I was looking at all this stuff that's going on with the NBA and these trades and stuff. So I was going to make sure and get my notes ready so I can get you guys ready and get you set for this new podcast episode regarding the NBA draft. We're also going to talk about this uh, podcast episode. We're going to talk about the Green Packers. And do you think that Aaron Rodgers handled the situation like he should have, the Green Packers situation between him and Ryan Gutekis and that organ in the Green Packers organization? Do you think that he handled that right? And also, we're going to talk about the NBA draft, NBA free agency. So, speaking of NBA free agency, let's get right into it. We have some near trades. It's not trades that haven't happened yet, but it's near, which means it's close to happening, but it didn't happen yet. We have Russell Westbrook, possibly, it's a possibility that he can get traded today for, uh, let me check my research department. He could get traded for um, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Caldwell Pope in a 2021 first round pick. Sources tell Adrian Wojnarowski. So that is a possibility. Also, um, a trade that did happen today: the Brooklyn Nets trade Landry Shamit to Phoenix for Javon Carter, and in today's tonight's 29th pick. Also, another trade that happened, I just saw it, Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio has gotten traded to the Cavaliers. So that is another trade that did I just saw before I started the podcast. So um, those are the trades for now. Of course, as the day goes on or the podcast goes on, I might get trades during the conversation between me and you guys. So guys and girls and the women and children and whoever listen, who's listening. Um, I might get some uh, breaking news, so I might interrupt our conversation uh, in regards to whatever I'm talking about. About the uh, about, uh, I mean, go. Let me start this over again. I just messed up. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I mess up sometimes. It's it happens to the best of us. But yeah, like I said before, I might have some breaking news in regards to the M- NBA and the NBA and trades that happen in the NBA. I might get some breaking news, so I might end our not end our conversation, but I might hold on our hold off on our conversation and uh, on whatever we're talking about at that time, uh, so I can get some breaking news in regards to the trades. So in the NBA, so let's get right into what we're going to talk about in the beginning of the podcast. I just I just told you, do you really think that? Uh, not do you really think you do you think that Aaron Rodgers handled the situation properly? How, that 
the way he did. Do you think that it should have been done another way? That's a multitude of answers and questions that people ask me about um, this situation. Um, I, in my true, my true, and I ain't gonna say feeling, but my that I believe Aaron Rodgers handled the way he should have handled it. I think this was something that was like he said in um, interview. This wasn't something that happened before the draft. This wasn't something that just oh the draft when they drafted Jordan Love. That's when it happened. I think it was it had something to do early earlier, which he said it happened in February when they talked about the situation. And I think this was just something that just stacked. It was a, a piling on effect. It was like a, a sweeping under the rug almost, like Aaron Rodgers kind of sweeping under the rug in February, and then they drafted Jordan Love. And I think that now and then then that was something that just took him over the top and said, "Okay, forget this. I'm doing my thing." And he kind of and at the end of the day, when you're a great player. If you really think about it, these most of these guys don't really need to go to a training camp really like that. I mean, the, the mandatory training camp and all that stuff. Because most of the time, that's just really for the rookies, really mainly. It's for the rookies and the new guys. The veteran quarterbacks usually don't go anyways, and it really doesn't matter to them at the end of the day because it, they're really not gaining nothing really per se. It's just like tour days. Tour days just like just get you to see if you're in shape. If you're not, it gets you back in shape. Or whatever. So, but most of the guys are in shape. So it just gets you back in game shape. That's all that that is. Tour days are for four days if you like a um, if your uh, coach is a maniac. But um, um, but uh, yeah, like for me, I believe that Aaron Rodgers handled the situation the way he's, I would have handled it. I would have handled it the same way. I I know people didn't like him publicizing it or making it. And think about this: he didn't even really say anything. It was just mainly a lot of people speaking on speculation or what they felt about it or putting their input on it. And it really wasn't Aaron Rodgers saying anything. It was just people reporting it or, oh, this, my sources didn't really have a legit source. Um, not saying, I'm not calling anybody out, but didn't have any source, but said that, oh, Aaron Rodgers is pissed and all that. Didn't even really know who said or get it from the uh, bird's mouth, which was Aaron Rodgers. And you just got people just speculated, well, oh, what, this is what I felt. This is what I believe. And they didn't really know anything. And Aaron Rodgers he said it perfectly. Sometimes silence is the best. Is is better. Is the is the best. I think what he say. Some would. He says silence is like the best key. Like it's silence is better. To like is the best thing to do when around this time, especially during free agency. Silence is the best because then you don't really. It you can hear a lot of things when you, when you when you just shut up and just be quiet. You can sometimes. The best times to shut up is when it's a lot of chaos. Because when you talk sometimes, sometimes you put your foot in your mouth and say something stupid, or you mess yourself up even more, or sometimes you say things and you don't mean it, or you and you have to take it back or whatever. So I think sometimes silence is the key. And I think Aaron Rodgers explained it well uh, in his press conference yesterday, ex that explosive, revealing, and interesting uh, press conference that he made yesterday and then my Brian Kuda gets kind of made and known today that he wanted to do one today somebody or I think right after that which was funny because it was like he wanted to make okay yeah they and he kind of told a lot of I told Aaron Rodgers told a lot yesterday he kind of told it was like almost like he had a he told like a summary of a, a tell-all book that he would have made four or five years from now when he retires and tell all what tell do a tell-all book about how he the Green Bay Packers organization treated him, which was, it was not fair. It's not fair. Of course, I think 
at the end of the day, I believe that a GM has to do what a GM has to do. I believe that. I really truly believe that Brian Kukis, Brian Gutekis, I'm trying to say his name right. That's really hard to say. Brian Gutekis, Brian Gutekis, Brian Gutekis. Okay, I think I said it right. I said it three times, so I, I should be right. I should be good with the name. But the GM, yeah, Brian Gutekis, I believe that in his heart of hearts, I believe that he truly believed that Aaron Rodgers should stay and Aaron Rodgers is the Hall of Fame quarterback. But I, at the same time, I believe that Aaron Rodgers should get what he deserves. He, I mean, not should get what he deserves, but he should get, yeah, should get what he deserves. I think he should get all the 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 things that is coming to him, and that's positive, not negative. I could you thought it was a negative, but it's a positive actually. Everything he should get more help, and the thing is about it shouldn't take for him to not say anything for people to speculate to do all these things, to say stuff, to throw subliminals, to, for y'all to finally realize, okay, he probably do need some help. After two or three years where you just kind of just didn't do anything, and I think when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, that made it even worse. I think that that made it even worse because the Patriots system and the Pack, Green Bay Packers system is the same exact thing. The New England Patriots system and the Packers system is the same system. It's draft and develop. We barely going to go out. We going to Break, we're gonna not break, but we're gonna break the bank every so often when we feel like we need to. But for the most part, we're gonna draft and develop. We're not gonna really draft high, we're not gonna go and we're not gonna take a chance and trade up and trade up and try to get somebody good. We're just gonna stick to our pick and we're gonna draft who we draft for the future, which is, I mean, which as a gym you're supposed to, but at the same time, you're acting like Aaron Rodgers is young still, you're acting like Aaron Rodgers, like a Daniel Jones or. Zach Wilson or some guy like you're acting like he still got miles on him like no this guy has been in the league for 10 plus years this guy is not getting younger he's getting older by the by the year which is literally getting older every year and he doesn't have any a lot of time on his hand he already told him that he's on a fourth well he's on the last hold or whatever he said and he always said he wants to play till he's 40 so he's, when you really think about it it's like and you in the way even Aaron Rodgers and Devontae's they kind of do subliminals a little bit when he uh, had that uh, Jordan, the last dance uh, picture or uh, whatever, and they had it on Instagram, which was interesting. And then, by the way, speaking about Green Packers and Devontae Adams, sign that, man. Come on, man. I mean, I, I, and I think Aaron Rodgers and this contract, this contract, uh, uh, they just signed a contract. And also, speaking about contracts, Randall Cobb has gotten traded back to the Packers from the Texans for, I think, a six-round pick. So they got Randall Cobb back. I think that was a part of the contract to get Randall Cobb back, which he should have gotten back. I don't know. Packers, the only reason why they didn't sign him back wasn't because he was injury-prone or what, none of that. It was really because he wanted one more, one million more extra. I think he wanted, I think, $10 million a year. The Packers was only going to give him nine, and he wanted just ten, and they just didn't give it to him. So he left and went to, I think, went to Dallas, and then he went to the Texans. So it was just... It didn't make sense at all to me, but whatever. It, the Packers are the Packers. They're always going to be irritating, but and I got over it. But at the same time, you got to realize, and Aaron Rodgers actually spoke about all the players that he felt that were that were basically shitted on or didn't even get like um their just due. It was I think it was like names like Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, Brian Balaga, T.J. Lang, uh, um, who else it was. Uh, uh, what was it? What's his name? 
I said Clay Matthews, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Charles Woodson, um, Julius Petcher, Julius Peppers, Brett Good, or Good or whatever his name is. I'm John Savage. I said his name right, and, I, and that was just the names that I, I just said on the top of my head. But basically, he was just saying those kind of players, those leaders of the group, got treated got treated wrong. Like when they left, they didn't get treated the right way, or didn't get their hoorah moment. They're just due. And Aaron Rodgers spoke about it, and it, it's really interesting that to see them talk about that and that, and to be that like that uh, descriptive with it and that um, deep, not deep, well, it is deep, deep with it, or to be that honest about it, it's just amazing to see. I love it. I love that Aaron Rodgers is kind of putting, put, pretty much putting, take, uh, throwing all the dirt on the. Packers organization, and you could tell by the demeanor, he's still not, he's still not satisfied. And it's Packers fans, we still got to, of course, I think if we win a championship, it could, and Brandon Rodgers could stay. Also, Devontae Adams, his contract extension hasn't came yet, and this is last year in his contract. And usually, you want to get the contract extended before the year is up. As a as a uh, organization, you want to get that contract extension settled. Before um, the the before even he get into free agency, so he wanted to get a chance to see free agency. But man, it looks like it looks like Devontae Adams might see free agency, and man, it, it looks like the way Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is rolling, it looks like they're gonna probably just say peace out, peace. And uh, and if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams leaves, man, it's just gonna be I. If Aaron Rodgers stays, that's good. If Devontae leaves, I'm like, okay, we can find another receiver. And I say like. We can't find another wide receiver like Devontae Adams, but you can go get another wide receiver that's at, I'm going to say at the same caliber, but at least close to his caliber if Aaron Rodgers is still there. Now, if Devontae leaves and Aaron Rodgers leaves, I don't see us. We're going to be back into the 70s and losing six, I mean, losing 10 games in a row, only winning six six games in a season. We're going to go back to that age, and I don't want to go back to that age because I never experienced that age because I'm a little spoiled because when I started watching football and I started becoming a fan of football, the Packers are winning a little bit. I mean, I watched. I was only. I only watched like two years of uh, sucking. The year, the the two years ago when we, uh, I think when Aaron Rodgers got injured, and I think it was that year where we only won like I think six six games, and then it was that year where um, I think it was the year. Uh, what was that year? It, no, it was the like I said, it was the year that where Brett not Brett Favre but uh, Mike McCarthy got fired. And it was the year where Aaron Rodgers first came in. When he first came in, and he was a starter, and we was like six and like forever. And it, that was the year. I remember that was the two years that I, I experienced a losing season. But other than that, we really haven't really had a losing season as of yet right now. So, and I hopefully we don't have to go through that. If Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams can sign back, and we can get some reconciliation with the the Packers and their players and their star players, we can hopefully. Get shit straight, but I mean it's man, it's really interesting, man. What's going on, go on with the, what's going on with the Packers right now? It's a very interesting situation. Um, but man, I just I believe that Aaron Rodgers was right for a couple reasons. Um, for he's right because first of all, if you look at the roster, you might say, oh well, they got a good offensive line. Their defense is almost. Top five, they were top five or top ten or the, the middle pack last year. They have some good players. They have uh, Devontae Adams, number one wide receiver in the damn near in the league. Uh, you have 
these great defenders. You have you had a, a good offensive coordinator. You had a good head coach. Why are you complaining? You went to the you you was only one game away from the Super Bowl. Why are you complaining? You went thirteen and three. Why are you complaining about oh Aaron Rodgers needs help or whatever? And and you but think about this. Like I said again, the reason why Aaron Rodgers is mad is not because just one thing. It's a multitude of reasons. It's a, this is something from that he's been having a problem with the Packers organization for the past like three years since Brett Kutikis took over. That's when Aaron kind of was like, okay. He got, I think the first year Brian Kutikis, Kutikis was the GM. It was like, okay. Let me give him a chance. But then after a while, it was like, okay. What are you doing, bro? Like people like when uh, what's his guy's name? I heard stories about when uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kumaro, Jay Kumaro got trade, got traded, not traded or released. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers loved him. He thought he was a. I think it was a, the the week before Aaron Rodgers said he was a good uh, good wide receiver, and then they cut him cut him the week after. And then like people like I said, people like Randall Cobb that didn't get his just due. I mean. I can name a multitude of people or a multitude of situations where Aaron Rodgers felt. I can see why Aaron Rodgers felt the way he felt, and for me, it just it messed me up when Brian Gutekis kind of came up after Aaron Rodgers said what he said. It was like, oh well, I know we treated him wrong, but we didn't treat him that bad. It, it kind of almost in a sense, it was like he almost tried to clean up his mess. It was like, okay, I know Aaron Rodgers put the dirt out, but then okay, let me clean it up a little bit. Let me. Let me not say I know he's bad, but we ain't that bad. It's just like it's like me. It's like somebody saying like, "Oh, well, we well we did shoot him, but we didn't shoot him in the heart. We didn't kill him, but we did shoot him though." Like it's like almost like you know you did it wrong, you did it wrong, but then you're like, "Okay, we didn't do him that wrong." Like it's it's almost like it's it's like almost like you shooting somebody and then going to the judge and saying, "Oh, well, I know I shot him two times, but he didn't die, but I did shoot him, but we we didn't kill him. He didn't die though." So you shouldn't you shouldn't give me you shouldn't put me in jail, but like I I shot him. I know I did shoot him, but but I didn't. He didn't die though. I did shoot him though. It's like almost like you trying to clean it up. It's like okay, either way you did it though. It's that's uh, either way you did it. You are attempted to do it. And so for me, I just and I, I mean, that might have been a bad example, but whatever. You know you know y'all get the point. <laughs> y'all get the point. Uh, y'all really y'all probably if you're smart and you're educated, you get the point. But um y'all got you guys um. That's what's going on with the uh, the Packers in the NBA. Like I said, the NBA draft is tonight. Um, this is going to be very, very exciting. I'm ready for the NBA draft. There's a lot of things that's going on. Detroit Pistons got the number one pick. I wonder who they're going to pick. Uh, Alex Adedekumbo, um, Giannis's brother, is going to be in this. Hopefully, he's in, he's in this draft. Hopefully, he gets drafted. That's gonna be interesting. The Bucks have the thirty-first pick. I just want to see what they're gonna get, who they're gonna pick up, what they're gonna do with that thirty-first pick, or if they're gonna trade that thirty-first pick for some veteran help. Like I, I, I've been hearing from my sources. I'm not gonna tell you who my sources are, but I'm. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah, I've been hearing around that the Packers are going to probably try to trade that thirty-first pick for some veteran help. Um, and also we got news regarding Bobby Porter. Not he didn't sign back, but that he's probably going to opt opt out. I think Brent Forbes just opted out of opted out of his contract, so he now he's a free agent. Now Brent, uh, not Brent Forbes, but Bobby Porter's also. They said if Bobby Porter, it's, that's why I'm here. If Bobby Porter doesn't sign back, it's a possibility the Bucks might go after Jeff Green. 
So that's this interesting uh, situation going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, you got Giannis kind of throwing some bluminos at super teams and showing players that were not on super teams or stayed with their original team and uh, won championships. So, I mean, that's interesting, but Giannis is on. Giannis is uh, throwing shade at all, all, a lot of these guys that are supposedly have super teams. Um, so it's really fun. It's really fun in the NBA and the NFL, man. I, it, it's a, it's an interesting day today, man. I really love it. You guys, I thank you guys for listening to the podcast, man. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I have, that's all I got to say on this Friday's podcast. Oh, and the Olympics, the Olympics. Oh man, I really wanted to speak on it today because it's been a lot of people kind of gone, kind of like going in on, uh, what's her name? Uh, Simone Biles on her situation on her withdrawing from the Olympics. And I think I spoke on it a little bit in my last podcast, but I want to speak on it a little bit more because it just seemed like it's almost like people hated her because she it's like, oh, she's a quitter. She quit on her she quit on her team, which is so stupid because if you have that many models, she has I think 24 gold medals. What the hell does she has to prove? Again, I'ma ask again, I'ma ask. I talked to her on my on my one of my recent podcasts. Do you really believe that we should be even be in Olympics this year. I think at the end of the day, America has shown us time and time again that they don't love us, they don't care about us. So why the hell are we representing 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 them into the Olympics? I don't know if I said that right. Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. Representing representing the USA in the Olympics because they show them time and time again that they don't love us, they don't care about us, they don't care about our issues. That they they all send money to other countries. Not saying that. Other countries don't need it, but they are sending money to other countries and other other for other situations that they, they don't that doesn't mind them that doesn't that doesn't uh not mind them but that doesn't that doesn't uh, has like we're still in a whole ass pandemic and we're worrying about other countries like we haven't solved our problem and we're trying to solve other people's problems it's it, that's what it is it seems like but. That's just my opinion on the Olympics, and I, I said it again. I really, I really haven't been watching the Olympics. Only thing I've been watching is basketball, really, and like basketball. I really haven't watched any other Olympics because I just, I'm a, I, I watch the Olympics, but I really don't watch it in its entirety. I only watch, usually most of the time I watch clips. And speaking about the Olympics and uh, clips and stuff, I watched. I think I actually did watch the basketball game when the uh, USA won against Ireland, which I figured they were going to win because I and people are kind of always like, "Oh man, the Olympic." They were kind of worried about Team USA. Oh, they're on a losing streak. They lost two straight, and even though it was expedition games, and then they lost their first game against France, and people kind of got nervous. Oh my God, is it this the year that the USA is not going to do their thing? Okay, and then we got we're spoiled to the USA winning damn near every year. Or not every year, but every Olympics. We used to us winning gold medals in in, in uh, the Olympics every year, which is typical. We and we're gonna do it again this year, so we don't have to worry about that. We really don't. It's it's over with. And also about uh, speaking about the Olympics, I just I'm changing subjects a little bit, but I'm t- mainly talking about the Olympics. I'm gonna go back on because that's all I want to talk about. Talk about um, regarding uh, the uh, basketball, but back to Simone Biles, though. Like, this young lady has done a lot, and she, I don't know if she's not even over, I don't know how old, she's like in her, what, 24, probably? I don't know, she's like younger than that. I don't, and she's got all them uh, medals, 
And there's so much hate behind it. And I just hate it because people think and people got to and you got you to gotta realize is that she's a first of all, she's a black woman at that. And we I just talked about how the U.S. ain't been treating us right. And you got to realize she has literally it's harder to be in the Olympics and you're a black person to be like in it's harder. Like if I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's it seems like it's harder to be in the Olympics as a black person as it is for like a white person being in the Olympics because it's like they really don't have any worries at all. Rather than saying they don't have any worries, but it seems like they don't have the pressure to be great as black people always have to be great damn near every time. It seems like we and it's been going on for years and years and years. Let's just speak on it because it's been. Uh, the thing for years where we have to kind of always have to be double as better or triple as better than anybody else. We always have to be the standard or the moral code for everybody. And then it's like everybody else can like just wake, go by the wayside and do their thing and not really show responsibility or, or have responsibility. But it's like the one time that we have a break or the one time when we think about, okay, let's think about our mental health. Let's think about our mindset. And think about this, she won all them gold medals. She can take she can take time off. It don't really fucking matter at the end of the day. Because she's she's done the best she could. And she done what she could do and the best she could do at it. And people are all complaining about, oh, she did this and she's quitting on her team. No, she's not. Because first of all, it's not even even though it it's a you have a team and it's team USA versus their gymnastics, you're really in a sense, you're by yourself up there. You're not with a team up. Of course, you have a team. You have teammates on, like on the on the little, uh, not field, but on the uh, platform, or whatever. But even then, even when I look at like the stuff she's doing, she's doing things that ain't no other gymnastic gym gymnast has been doing. And it seems like it's always seemed like with her, because she's so great. And that happens when you're when you're black when you do things that people are not used to. They kind of get hate or a little bit, or they don't understand it, which they don't understand our greatness, which that, I mean, that's fine because they never understood our greatness. Either they understand it or either they don't or they do. It, or sometimes they do understand our greatness because they steal it. So, I mean, that's just, that's just for another topic for another day. They either love it, they don't love it, or they steal it, or they do love it because they, they steal it. They take our, they take our swag, they take our culture, they take everything, they drag, I mean, they drain everything. Train all our culture and say, oh, boy. And then, then, then mess around and say, yeah, well, I did this. And then not realizing, no, what you did, I didn't did two times over, over again. And then I did it, be- and I did it better. So for me, I just believe that this whole Olympics is just kind of like a wake up call to say, yeah, why are we doing this? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I, if I was a guy in the or a star in the Olympics, that's just me. I wouldn't even came to the Olympics. It's just no point of coming because you already proved that you're great. You don't have to prove anymore that you're not great, especially if you're a black person in the Olympics. You already proven that you're the best. You already proven that you are the t- you're the top dog. Why are you even proving it? Like it's like you you already know you're the best. You don't have to prove it to the the world. The world already knows that you're the greatest. You the world already knows that you are the trend. You, the world already knows that you are the culture. Because they steal it every day. They steal the culture every day. They do their best to say they don't like it, but then they steal it every chance they get. So this is me on what I feel about the Olympics and what I feel about just overall sports regarding 
like being a black person, because I am a black person, by the way, if you didn't know that, but you know, I probably know that by the name. But I mean, doesn't that's not that's not got nothing to do with nothing. But yeah, like for me, you should know. But yeah, like I like I said again, um, I wanted to end with a quote or um, like I always do on every podcast. I I like to end on a quote, and I I, I like to talk about like when you talk about success and how to be successful. Um, I I truly believe and this is my opinion. This is my my yeah opinion. I believe. That you're never gonna be a hundred hundred percent. You're never gonna be a hundred percent. You're always gonna be ninety nine. You're always gonna be that ninety nine because you're always it's always gonna be something. Especially if you're striving to be successful or you're successful already. You're you're never gonna be a hundred percent. You're always gonna be ninety nine, and the reason why is because it's always gonna be something that you have something to improve on. Like it's always gonna be something that you have to improve on. It's always gonna be something that you are you want to do better. It's always gonna be something because. You got to realize trends change every day. The culture changes every day. Everything changes every day. Like you even look on TikTok how someday you have some months, you have a month where everybody, everybody is doing this certain dance. And then the next month, it's a different dance. Then the next month, it's a different dance. The trends change and you need to be, and in order to evolve, you you have to change something. And I think that's why I believe that you're never going to be at 100%. It's always going to be 99%. It's always, you're never going to be perfect. It's always, it's never going to be like, man, okay, I don't have nothing to work on. It's always going to be something that you believe that you're going to work on, if, especially if you're successful and especially if you are striving to be successful. If you're striving to be, striving for a goal, you're all, it's always going to be something that you have to work on. And that's what I believe. That's my opinion. That's my quote or that's my, motivation for t- today i thank you guys for listening to the podcast i thank my haters it's without you but well, i ain't without you i wouldn't do it but i would i i love that you hate on me because it makes it makes my day and to the people that watch my podcast and they love me i love you back thank you guys for listening to the podcast if you're a hater or you're a lover of me um you can listen to the podcast on the you listed or whatever you want to call it podcast on Stitcher, on Spotify, on iTunes or I, uh, Apple Podcasts, or if you want to just tweet me, you could tweet me at Marquise ninety five Sports. Again, my Twitter is my Twitter and my Instagram is Marquise ninety five Sports, M A R K E S E ninety five Sports. That's all together. That's my Instagram handle and my Twitter handle. Also, you can go to my Facebook page and you can follow the Facebook page. You can follow me on my Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook. You can follow my Facebook at the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page. You can like the page and you can, um, <laughs> yeah, you can like, yeah, like the page. You can follow me on the whatever you want to call it podcast page. I thank you guys and gals for listening to the podcast. I'll see you guys, uh, next episode, probably Saturday or Tuesday, probably Saturday, most likely. See you guys. Peace.